You are listening to the fastest growing sports investing podcast in the world. If you're looking for no-nonsense, actionable sports investing information and insight, all geared to increase your bankroll, you've come to the right place. And now, the wait is over. Direct from the real MrACL.com, this is the ACL Pod featuring Captain Wags. I give you A-C-L. And with that, welcome into the ACL Pod featuring the one and only Captain Wags. I'm ACL, he is Wags. It's Monday here, guys. SEC day today. SEC previews college football. We're doing we're, we're doing previews of, of the Power Five, right? So one per day. Here on Monday, we are starting with the SEC. I cannot wait. Wags, the website, therealmrACL.com, Twitter, at therealmrACL, Instagram, at therealmrACL, Captain Wags on Twitter and Instagram as well. Wags, you ready to jump into some college football here this week, man? I can't wait. College football, my favorite, uh, even more so than NFL. I, I love it. I love jumping into the SEC, probably, and uh, probably the best division in college football over the last, what, 15 years? If you ask them, they would they would agree. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, SEC football, let's do it. Um, you know, who, who, we, uh, who we got up front? All right, so here are the the conference odds. You can also bet on the division, guys, and we'll get into that. They have the West and the East. As far as winning the SEC conference, Alabama is the favorite, minus 160. Georgia, plus 175. Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher, 14 to 1. LSU, Coach O, 16 to 1. Florida Gators, 18 to 1. Auburn, 28 to 1. And then you see a drop, right? Missouri, Old Miss, 33 to 1. Kentucky, 40. Arkansas, Mississippi State, Tennessee, 100 to 1. South Carolina is 150 to 1. Vanderbilt wags, 500 to 1. I would not recommend to play on Vanderbilt to win the SEC. Not happening. Not this year. Just throwing that out there. Not next year. Yeah. Um, I do like what they're doing. I do like what Vandy's doing. um, But, you know, we could could talk a little bit about that uh, another time. Yeah. 0 and 9 in the SEC. Uh, last year were the Commodores of Vanderbilt, but we're not going to here to talk. We're not really here to talk about Vanderbilt. We're here to talk mostly about the top teams, guys. We're going to start, of course, Alabama Wags. Eleven and a half is their season win total. Plus one ten if you want to go over. Alabama's win total minus one thirty if you want to go under. I mentioned their conference odds minus one sixty to win the SEC to win the West to win just their division minus three thirty five national championship. They are the favorite plus two twenty five. Nick Saban uh, has only, quote, only won a national championship bet in back-to-back years once. Where are you, just generally speaking, on this Alabama team heading into the year? Look, Alabama is Alabama. So, obviously, they're going to be a top team year after year. They have been, and and they're up there this year. But I will say, and this probably um, is not something some of you guys want to hear, as I know we have a lot of Alabama fans and followers, um, and it's uh, a little controversial, if you will, because it's Alabama. But they lose a ton on their on the offensive side, and I think that's going to play. Um, that's going to have an impact this year. Uh, I think that you know the, the SEC West. You know, you got A and M chomping at their heels. You got Ole Miss. We'll talk a little bit about Matt Corral and mm-hmm. what they're doing at Ole Miss. LSU Coach O is going to have that team turned around. So the SEC West is going to be a dogfight. And I really – Yeah, stacked. oh, it's stacked. I mean, these teams are – I mean, look, you likely have Auburn, you know, and Ole Miss, you know, looking at tied, you know, four or five. Four, in the S- yeah. 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 So 
Um, and then there's a, a, a little bit of a drop with two teams, right? Two out of seven teams, not that good. Mississippi State, Arkansas, um, but they are getting better, right? So you saw Arkansas win two games two years ago, three games last year, almost won five. So, you know, getting back to Alabama, uh, they're losing a ton of a ton on offense. I think, obviously, Bryce Young is the big question mark and their offensive line. They lost three starters on the offensive line. They did the same thing the year before, so and obviously they filled those gaps, and, and Alabama's a team that can always have the next man in because they are getting the talent year after year in their recruiting. Coach Saban, oh, and guess what? They lose their offensive coordinator too. But who's their new offensive coordinator? Oh, man, I know who it is. Oh, man, <laughs> Bill O'Brien. That's for those right. that don't know. <laughs> Bill O'Brien is now the offensive coordinator for Alabama. So, um, And they also get um, you know another uh, – NFL coach and Doug Marone coming in. Yep. So love both of those hires to be honest look, with you. As oh, much as we hires. make fun of Bill O'Brien, that's a fine hire. Oh, it's a great hire. It's, it's yeah. beyond fine. I mean, Bill O'Brien is a good coach. He got to where he was. He was a terrible GM. And we Correct. talked a little bit about that on, on the uh, Texans podcast, or we will. Um, but, you know, he's a great coach. He's an assistant coach. He's not making, you know, pulling the strings. You still got Saban there. Saban is the GOAT coach in college football. Um, so obviously Alabama is going to be a top two, top three team year after year. They are this year, but um, look, you know, they're going to have some question marks on offense. They're going to have a tough test. I mean, look, they're 18 point favorites, but they start the season against the hurricanes um, in Atlanta. They should beat them by at least two touchdowns. Let's, let's call a spade a spade, but the hurricanes are one of the most experienced teams, right? Yep. So it's going to be um, interesting to see how Bama comes out with all of these new, uh, new personnel on offense. They do return eight starters on defense and um, they're probably going to be a top five defense uh, as they typically are. So um, defensively, they should be fine. Uh, we'll see how long it takes Alabama to kind of come into its own. Um, they do play Miami again, as I mentioned, then they, uh, you know, they get a cupcake game as the SEC typically does in week two, um, only to be followed at Florida. And then the big game circled on this calendar, um, aside from LSU on November 6th, is going to be October 9th at Texas A&M. Um, Bama beat them a couple years ago uh, pretty handily. They, you know, they obviously win year over year, but Jimbo's got a team this year that's uh, going to be um, – you know, they're going to be really up for that game. So uh, Alabama, you know, the number is 11 and a half. You know, quite frankly, I don't have them num number one this year, not in my top 25. Um, I don't even have them in my top three, which is, again, I, I understand. I actually have Alabama fifth this okay. year. Um, they don't make the, the uh, playoff. And, um, yeah, I think it's, you know, again, you can call a fifth place, you know, for Bama, that's that's a rebuild, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, that, that's where I am on Alabama this year. I think they lose two games. Um, I think they lose to A&M on the road, uh, and then they either lose, you know, against LSU or, or you know, even Auburn last game of the season. Uh, it's a tough schedule. It's the SEC, but that's where I am. What about you, ACL? Yeah, you talked about that week one game against Miami. Alabama has won their last 19 season openers, and that game is in Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, which also hosts the SEC title game. Um, and they're 5-0 and in that game. So 
yeah, it's quote unquote a neutral field, but Alabama has a ton of experience playing there. Just uh, definitely, to throw a, that out definitely there. a home game for Bama. I mean, yeah. That, yeah, look, it's a short. And as far distance. as fans traveling too. Oh, Miami! Look, I'm, a, I'm. Everybody knows I'm a Hurricanes fan. Yep. We don't travel, right? Yep. You, you get, you get maybe. Why five, South Beach? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, that that's what it is, and everybody talks about why why aren't you know students at the game? Well, the well the stadium's thirty minutes from campus, and f- quite frankly. Nobody really wants to go because you're in Carl Gables, you're in South Beach, you have Coconut Grove, you have so many different things. People are, you know, quite frankly, hungover from the night before going out. There's probably still partying. So that's why you don't get the fans in the stands in Miami. But, um, look, that's, that's, a, that's an experienced team. Yep, so just something to keep in mind there for that week one game, September 4th. Um, Alabama, they are going to be favorites in all 12 games this year. They've been a favorite in 80 straight games, 8-0. So, they, so after this year, after the 12 92 games in a row where this team will be favored, which is just an unbelievable streak. Uh, Wags mentioned they're around minus 18 against Miami. They're minus 14 at Florida. The lowest look-ahead spread for them right now is minus 10 in that Texas A&M game October 9th. Um, It certainly, in all likelihood, will decide who wins the SEC West. Um, Look, you know what it is. And I said it before, Bryce Young is the question mark. Absolutely. He... How many throws did he have in college? 22. He is yep, 13 of 22 last year. 156 yards and a touchdown. Look, you know, you, you can't really take – You don't have. there's no takeaways from those numbers, right? So he, he's basically a, a rookie, you know, first-year starter, doesn't have much experience under him, but and he's got three um, gaps to fill on the O-line. So uh, I'm curious to see what, what Manny Diaz is going to throw at Alabama early. Um, you know, he, he might, he might get beat early, uh, the, the hurricanes and, and, you know, maybe Bryce young throw pops one over. Uh, but you know, I, I see a lot of stunts. I see a lot of blitzes coming early at Bryce young in that game. Yeah. I mean, Bryce young, he's only five foot 11 inches. He's getting a lot of comparisons. I'm hearing to Russell Wilson. Um, and I, I will say this, I mean, Nick Saban, this is his highest rated recruit compared to any of the other ones that he's had at Alabama. So there's a lot of hype on this kid coming in. It it really is. I mean, when you just think about who who all has been there. So a lot of uh, pressure on his shoulders. I think I read somewhere that Nick Saban said with the whole name uh, image likeness thing that he's already around like $1 million just for being the Alabama QB as far as money that he's bringing in, right? So added pressure when you have a million bucks in uh, sponsorship deals that other people are already giving you money for when you've only thrown 22 total passes in college. So... That's Alabama. I think we both agree, Wags. The biggest competition for them in the SEC will be the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, they, of course, are in the SEC East. Their win total this year, 10.5, minus 130 if you want to go over, plus 110 if you want to go under that. Conference odds, plus 175 to win the conference. The And this was really interesting. The East division odds, so Georgia to win their division, the East, minus 400. The national championship odds are plus 500. They have better odds to win their division than Alabama does to win theirs. And I think that speaks to what you were saying earlier, just the strength of the, of the two divisions, right? Georgia, who is power rated below Alabama for sure, um, has better odds to win their division than Alabama does. That's because the second rated team in the East is the Florida Gators. And then you have Kentucky, Missouri, South Carolina, Tennessee, Vanderbilt. So really... The Florida, it's it's almost certainly going to be the Florida Gators or Georgia to come out of the uh, SEC East there. Not so fast, my friend. You got you got Vanderbilt. No, no, no. Look, ju- ju- the Georgia odds are right. Uh, actually, I think they're a little short um, to okay. win the East. Uh, I think Georgia takes this handily. 
Um, they're one of my favorite teams this year in college football. I think they're going to win the SEC, win the SEC title game. They'll be in the playoff this year. Um, and, yeah, no, George is there. But you mentioned the Florida Gators. I did. They're, they, they are – look, I don't, I'm not saying they're not going to be number two team, but I love what Kentucky's doing. Um, and what they did in the offseason. They got four guys, uh, transfers, and uh, Will Levis is going to be their quarterback, a transfer from Penn State. Um, we'll see what he can do. I don't, you know, I'm not so high on him, but he's somebody who could probably manage the game. Big frame, 6'4". Um, they get the number one tackler uh, from Ole Miss and Jacquez Jones. Uh, Dare Rosenthal transfers as an offensive tackle from LSU, and they just recently get a wide receiver athlete, Wandale Robinson from Nebraska. So I think Kentucky actually is going to compete with the Florida Gators for that number two spot, but Georgia does walk away with this division um, in the East. Kentucky currently 12-1 to to win the East, 40-1 to to win the conference. So, yeah, look, you know what? It's not a bad play. Potential hedging opportunities. Uh, yeah, exactly. 40, 40 to 1 is is good value there. I don't think, you know, they, they, they have a weak schedule. Um, they mm-hmm. should be 4 0 going and hosting Florida. October if they, 2nd, if, yep. If, if they win that game in Kentucky, they're 5 and 0, and then they host LSU. Okay. Then they got to go to Georgia. So they have three very, very difficult games. Florida, LSU, at least they host them both. Um, but then they got to go to Georgia. Then they get a bye, and then they should win the next five games. Possibly, uh, you know, they have Louisville at the end of the season, uh, non-conference. So um, we'll see what happens. But I think Kentucky um, can do really good things in this division. But again, getting back to Georgia, that's the team of the East. Nobody's touching them. JT Dan, uh, JT Daniels looks looked so legit last year. End of the season, I think he finished the last four games he started. Um, of those games, there uh, the team average averaged thirty three points per game uh, over the season. The last four games where JT Daniels starts thirty eight over thirty eight points. So um, he's going to now have full control of that offense. Uh, they return eight guys on offense. Um, just five guys on defense. But that said, Georgia, again, similar to Alabama, they recruit. They have next guy in. Um, I think this Georgia defense is going to be a top five defense in the league um, or top five defense in the U- uh, in the nation and um, possibly the best or top two defense in the SEC. So um, I'm very high on Georgia this year. I have them going to the championship game this year. Um, where uh, we'll see what happens, but I have them losing in the national championship. One game I wanted to point out, Georgia plays Clemson September 4th. Biggest game potentially of the year. Certainly it's a, the biggest game in week one, September 4th. Um, Georgia's around plus four in that game. Whoever loses that game, it's a non-conference game. So as far as winning your conference, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So whoever loses that game, that Monday when they're that Sunday when the books re re release the odds national championship team to make the playoffs whatever the loser of that game is going to take a drop just because people will say oh they have one loss they're not going to make it if Georgia for instance loses that game they're projected to right now they're plus four if they lose that game then they run the table they go eleven and one win the SEC they're obviously going to get in yep. so and on the, the counter of that if Georgia wins and Clemson loses that game. But then they go and run the table in the ACC, go 11-1, and one, win the ACC, they're going to get in. So exactly. take a look at the loser of that game, their odds before the game, and then after the game, there's probably going to be a decent enough edge 
on the loser of that game's odds that you can make a play on the national title game. So no doubt about it. And look, listen to the uh, Georgia Bulldogs. I'll rattle it off real quick. Their schedule, but after Clemson, they get UAB one and that's a win. South Carolina a win at Vanderbilt a win. Arkansas a win at Auburn. Tough game, but I think they pull it off. Home against Kentucky. Then they get a bye before the Florida game, which is key. They're minus uh, seven in that game. Yeah. So again. Then Missouri at Tennessee, Charleston Southern, and at Georgia Tech. I mean, if they don't beat Clemson in the first week of the season, um, they have a very, very good chance of running the table. Um, I think they do. I think they actually could very well beat Clemson in the the first game of the season. They could be number one going into uh, the Final Four. Yep, a lot of hype on the Georgia Bulldogs this year. One of the reasons is because of that schedule. And like you said, Wags, if they were able to beat Clemson week one, it wouldn't shock me at all. Uh, if they can line up 12 and 0, at least 11 and 1. So, a lot to like about the Georgia Bulldogs, it seems. Uh, the next team in the SEC Wags, Texas A&M, Jimbo. Okay, Jimbo. season win total nine and a half plus 100 if you want to go over, minus 120 on the under. Conference odds, as I mentioned, 14 to 1 to win the SEC. A lot of that is because they would have to beat Alabama, right? They're in the same division as as um, Alabama. There, the West division odds five to one. National championship thirty-three to one. Jimbo Fisher. It's already. It's crazy when I saw this. He's already in his fourth season at A&M. He's twenty-six and ten straight up. Twenty-three and thirteen against the spread. So he certainly beat the market um, in those thirty-six games there. Texas A&M. You know they get to play Alabama. There's a, a lot of hype um, surrounding this team seemingly every year, but this year. Uh, even though they have that win total of nine and a half, and it's juiced under, I think that there is a lot to like about this Texas A&M team here. Yeah, I like Texas A&M a lot. Um, look, they, they have to replace what seems to be a 10-year starter in Kellen Mond. He seems <laughs> like he was there forever. Um, but So they lose him. They lose most of their offensive line. I think they lost four starters on the offensive line. But that said, again, recruiting, they got guys that will step in on the offensive line. Um, they, I believe, will be starting Haynes King. He's a freshman. Mm-hmm. He, um, you know, 6'3 and mobile. I think he's somebody to watch out. If it's if he doesn't pan out, I think it's um, Zach Colsada. So we'll see. You got to you know keep your eye on on uh, who's going to be the starting quarterback and how they start out. Good news is they start out against Kent State, Colorado, New Mexico, Arkansas, Mississippi State. I thought it was a joke they, when I first saw it. All yeah. non road games. There's a few neutrals yep. in there, but non road games. Yeah, they they should be. They very well should be five and zero. Yep. Um, going into uh, host or not going yet, yeah, hosting Alabama in week six. So um, that quarterback, they'll get him reps. They'll make sure that you know Jimbo's going to make sure. Um, that he gets the right plays called in those first five games, obviously not only just to get the wins, but also um, when they're up situationally getting the right plays called and and making sure that the quarterback's going to get the the right look. Um, That said, they return nine on defense. Um, I think they're, you know, they're going to be, you know, really good uh, defensively as well. Uh, I really like Texas A&M. I obviously like how the schedule plays out for them, those first five games before Bama. Then they get Missouri, South Carolina, Auburn, Ole Miss, Prairie View, A&M, and then at LSU. So, um, you know, they, they should be, you know, right behind um, Bama in the, in the West. I also, obviously, there's other teams we mentioned earlier on um, LSU and Ole Miss that, that are right there as well. So uh, we'll see what Jimbo can do this year. Um, you know, he, he's been, I think, 
very solid. He, he's a great coach, you know, leaving Florida State. Uh, I think Texas A&M brought him on to do what he's doing. Obviously, I'm sure they want to see even more. But last year, they went 9-1. and one. I mean, yep. this is a good, good team. They just have to replace some of those guys on offense. And, um, you know, they'll, they'll get those repetitions early on in the season uh, right before that Alabama game. Yeah, Jimbo Fisher, 111 and 33 straight up as a head coach. Pretty good. Yeah. Jimbo Fisher, 77 and 63 ATS as a head coach. Pretty good. Um, yeah, look, Texas A&M plays three true road games this year. They play their second road game, Wags, November 13th. They play their second road game <laughs> November 13th. Yeah, they I have mean, three it's just road crazy. games overall. I mean, it's yeah, it's wild. Um, yeah. But you know what? Those – Two of those three road games, you know, all three of those road games. Look, Missouri's not going to be a slouch team this year either. Nope. Um, they return, I think, uh, let me try to pull it up quickly, but they, they return a lot of uh, players on both sides of the ball. They get, they return eight on offense and six on defense. They went five and five last year, did Missouri. Um, they should be a lot better. I think they got some transfers as well. So, um, you know, there's somebody who, who's not going to be an easy opponent, especially when they're playing at home, um, which is what A&M's got to do. They got to travel to Missouri, um, what, games week seven for their first true away game. So that's going to be a tough test. Missouri's definitely going to be up for that game. Um, so, you know, don't sleep on them. Obviously, they're, they're going to be middle of the pack, I think, um, when it comes to the SEC East, um, which is obviously not as competitive as the West. A&M should get out of there, but uh, they'll put up a fight. Look, if you think A&M can beat Alabama on that October 9th game, and right now they're around plus 9.5, plus 10 as home dogs, uh, go ahead and, you know, shoot your shot on that 5-1 to one to win the, the, um, the West. West division because they're probably – going to be 5-0 and coming into that game. So if you think they can beat Bama, they're 6-0. and um, And then, you know, you just talked about the Missouri game and all that, but they would have the tiebreaker over Alabama, right? So they, they could technically afford to lose one more game. Um, and, it, you know, if you're plus 9, plus 10, you're not going to get as good odds as 5-1. to So True. if you think that they have a shot there, go ahead and grab that 5-1 uh, to one on A&M to win the uh, Western Division there. Yeah, well, I mean, take it one step further. You could take them at fourteen to one to win the conference, right. and, then, and then take a hedge play, um, probably against Georgia. They'll, they'll probably yeah. be somewhere around. Uh, my guess is Georgia will be somewhere around minus two fifty in that game or something. Yeah, like that's that. what I'd say. And look, say that it's Florida. Say that it is a Kentucky, just some yeah, random yeah, team. Yeah, right? Yeah. Then you're you're heading to that game. You have massive value on that fourteen to one. Absolutely, so. absolutely. Look, JT Daniels goes down or something like that. Yeah, yeah, things happen. You know, upsets happen. It's college, so you never know. All right, that's a And M. The Florida Gators. We mentioned from my second team in the East. It sounds like you might have them third, maybe closer to Kentucky. There, season win total nine plus one hundred. If you want to go over, minus one twenty. If you want to go under on the Gators, conference odds eighteen to one. East division odds plus three fifty. National championship fifty to one. If you want to bet the Florida Gators to win the national championship. Look, this team has the lowest number of returning starters in the entire SEC, just five on both offense and, and defense. They lost three players to the NFL draft in the first 65 picks. That's really tough to replace. And, of course, they played Georgia. They are around plus seven on the look headline for, in that game versus Georgia. And as Wags mentioned, you have to deal with Kentucky and Missouri as well. Um, there has been some sharp money on that total. Uh, we have seen some under money come in so far in the Gators just because of the things that I mentioned there. Um, thoughts, Wags, generally on the Florida Gators here as we go into the season? 
Yeah, look, I mean, the Gators just, I mean, I, I hate to echo what you just said, but only returning five guys on offense, That's five important. on defense, yep. um, losing Kyle Trask, losing Pitts. Um, these are two studs on offense that they that they lo- lose. Um, Emery Jones, he's going to be the big question mark. Um, I like him. I think he's going to, you know, he's an athlete. He's somebody who can make big plays um, with his arm and his legs. Um it's just going to be, you know, kind of a similar situation uh, as um, Bryce Jones, where he doesn't have that many reps. I think he, he was he threw 32 balls last year um, total. Uh, obviously, Trask in there who threw 440. So can Emory Jones step in and throw 400 passes? And how, how good is he going to be? Um, I'm sure they're going to rely he- more heavily on the run, more heavily on his legs. Um, I think he ran 30, you know, he, he passed the ball 32 times. He also ran the ball 32 times last year. So, um, you know, th- that's something to, to make note of. Uh, the Gators defense will only return five. Uh, they have a tough schedule. At least they host Alabama the third week of the season. Um, but that's Plus 14, though. Game. I mean, they're, they're two touchdown dogs in that one. Right. Well, I'm yeah. saying, look, that's uh, it's Alabama. And then yeah. they got to go to Kentucky. They got to go to LSU. They get Georgia. Um, and then at Missouri uh, is not going to be an nope. easy game. And then they also have um, a very much improved Florida State team. It should be. I'm not that high on them. I don't think they're going to lose that game in the swamp. But, um, yeah, no, that's something to keep uh, your eyes on as the season moves forward. So, yeah, Florida, um, look, yeah, I'm a Miami fan. I'm not huge on Florida. I don't really like them very much at all. Um, but I'm just being real with you. I mean, the fact that they're only turning 10, returning 10 guys uh, total, um, it, it's going to be tough for, for Mullen to, to get these guys um, on track early. So, again, we'll, we'll see. I do like Kentucky this year. I think it'll be very close. I'm not saying Kentucky's definitely going to be number two. Um, I actually have them um, right here. I have... Georgia one, Kentucky and Florida tied at two. Okay. Missouri coming in at four. South Carolina and Tennessee tied at five, and then Vanderbilt coming in, uh, obviously in the bringing up the rear uh, in the SEC East. I mean that game, <clears throat> Dan Mullen versus Alabama. He's zero and ten in his career straight up. That's either at Florida or at Mississippi State. So, you know, 14, 14 and a half point dogs right now. But look, if again, sort of like what we were talking about uh, with AM, if you think Florida has a shot in that game. Go ahead and grab them to win um, the Eastern Division, yep. plus 350. Yep. Now, I think that that number should be much higher based on that spread because, you know, just power ratings-wise and all that. But w- when you're looking at the Georgia game, which is the team that they would probably have to beat, it's only plus seven, right? So they have a at least a, a puncher's chance there, you would think, against Georgia. Um, and it's obviously a neutral site game there. But, I mean, for me, it's all about the defense. I mean, they were just horrific last year, Wags. I mean, they gave up 30 points a game last year. The year before, in 2019, they gave up just 15. So in yep. one year, they doubled the output that they are that they were given up from a points-per-game perspective, and Mullen's going to have to get that fixed. Absolutely. Look, you know, 30 points a game, is, and they're only returning five guys on yeah. defense. So that's going to be really tough um, for the Gators' defense, you know. And, and can you put that much pressure on um, Emory Jones to execute and put up that many points for Florida? I think he can. I think, he look, he, he's a talent. He's an athlete. He's somebody that can do it. Um, but it's a lot of pressure for a young kid who hasn't really – 
done much in college to this point. So, um, you know, Florida's inexperienced. Will they be able to, you know, they have one of the best home field advantages. We'll see how, you know, that plays out for them. Um, they, you know, I've been to many games there. It's loud. It's obnoxious. It's, you know, a, a very tough atmosphere. But so is everywhere else in the SEC. It's and true. they got – they have, again – three tough road games at Kentucky at LSU at Missouri. Um, and then they get the, the Georgia game in Jacksonville at the largest cocktail party. Um, that's going to be interesting. Florida does usually play Georgia very well. That's going to be on Halloween. Um, so that'll be a, a very good, if not great game. Um, you say Georgia's seven, um, you know, personally I lay it, but, um, you know, we'll see they they both coming off buys, uh, Every year, you know, it seems mm-hmm. going into that game uh, to get, um, you know, adjusted and make the, the right call. So we'll see. We'll see if Dan Mullen could do it. We shall see. All right, guys, we are going to touch on two more teams here, Auburn and LSU, before we maybe just throw out some nuggets on some of the bottom teams there. The Auburn Tigers, season win total this year, seven, one of the lower win totals that you, uh, I've seen for Auburn in a while, plus 120 on the over, minus 140 on the under. They even are starting to see some six and a halves pop up there. Conference odds, 28 to one. Odds to win the West, 12 to 1. National Championship, 100 to 1 on Auburn. Um, look, new coach, 15 returning starters. They bring in coach Brian Harson from Boise State to replace Gus Malzahn, of course. He's known kind of as that quarterback whisperer. And certainly, when you have a guy like Bo Nix, who uh, we'll just say has underperformed up to this point, I think he definitely needs it. Just 12 touchdowns, seven picks last year for him. They do have the second most difficult. St- strength of schedule in the entire country wags which i think is a lot of the reason along with that you know new head coach bo nix unknown blah 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 that their season one total is seven and you have seen some under money as well so they only they do return all five offensive line starters from last year though so that should certainly help general thoughts on the auburn tigers here yeah that schedule is interesting um you know they either have a cupcake games akron alabama state georgia state um you know, Arkansas even put on the schedule, even though they're an SEC team or they got powerhouse teams that they yep. have to play. They have to play at Penn State at a conference game three of the year. That's going to be a really, really good game at LSU. They get Georgia at home, um, Ole Miss at A&M. They get Bama. I mean, this is a tough, tough schedule, as you mentioned. Um, Auburn, uh, yeah, six and five last year. They returned 15 starters. Bo Nix, I mean, he, he, again, I hate putting it all on the quarterback, but it seems like the SEC has a lot of question marks there. Bo Nix, again, was this his third year, um, and last year he, he was terrible. Every, everybody thought, you know, this is his year, he's going to do well, this and that, and he, he really did nothing. He didn't show up. I think he threw for like 2,400 yards, um, just not good. Uh, 12 touchdowns, 7 picks. But they got Brian Harson, the quarterback whisperer, as right. a coach. Well, I look. So all you is know well. What? All yeah. is well. Uh, I wouldn't say all is well yet, um, but <laughs> I, 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 I will say it's much better. Um, and I, I don't hate Brian Harson as a as a hire. Um, but you know, there, there's going to be some adjustments, especially early. You know, they get Akron and Alabama State week one and two, uh, but at Penn State, you know that that's going to be a rude awakening, I think, uh, up in Happy Valley, and and that that place is going to be rocking so um you know assuming uh, all the fans are in the stands and and everything uh, um yeah it's it's yeah i got auburn uh 
again, I got I got them tied for fifth uh, or fourth, if you will, uh, with, with Ole Miss. All, with Ole Miss, yeah. so um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I think they're going to win uh, seven or eight games. Right above them, as far as my rankings, and the final team that we'll touch on here, the LSU Tigers. Coach O, season win total, 8.5, plus 100 if you want to go over, minus 120 if you want to go under. Conference odds, 16-1. to 1. West Division odds, plus 650. National Championship, 33-1. to 1. <clears throat> Wags, they have 18 returning starters. Now, some might argue that they weren't very good last year, so that's not necessarily a good thing. I, Whenever I hear that, I say, well, generally, if you're a starter in the SEC, you're a pretty good football player. And generally, if after you've had a year under your belt, you're even better than you were the year before. So, um, look, week one, we're going to find out a ton about this team. They go to UCLA. Chip Kelly's team is much improved this year. They're around minus four, minus four and a half in that game against UCLA. So I know people that are saying, you know, the, they're not going to be as good as the Joe Burrow-led team from two years ago, right? But there's a lot to like about this team. Last year was weird with COVID. They had a lot of changes. Obviously, they lost Burrow, and Coach O's sort of gotten his offseason program correct. And at 16-1 to to win the conference, there's a lot worse bets that you could, that you could potentially make there. Yeah, no, no doubt. I'm, I'm very high on LSU this year. I do think the eight and a half is exactly where it should be. So I have them between eight and nine wins. Um, so I'm likely staying off of LSU as far as the win total this year. Um, but they're definitely going to be much improved than five and five. Coach O's going to probably had a fire up their ass after the last game yep. of the season last year. Um, and I love Coach O. I love watching him. I love hearing him. I can't understand the word he says, but it's amazing. Um <laughs> Yeah, they get eight, eight, you know, chose nine guys returning on offense. They did. It's actually eight. Dare Rosenthal did transfer to Kentucky. They get nine return, uh, returning starters on defense. They're going to be much improved on defense. You bet your ass. Um, but, you know, they do still play in the SEC. They do have a tough schedule. They have to go to Alabama. They get A&M in the last game of the season um, at Ole Miss, right? That's going to be a great game. Um, you know, Coach O is, is 5-0 and straight up against um, – Ole Miss, where where he used to coach, and you know I don't, you know I I see that being a really really good game. So that'll be an interesting game. They got Florida. They got to go to Kentucky, Auburn at home. Yeah, this is a very tough schedule. Um, yeah, I I see them. You know, probably an eight win team. I don't think I'm going to take the over eight and a half. I think it's uh, I'm not. I'm certainly not taking the under at minus one twenty either. <laughs> Um, but Coach O is going to be uh, focused. That team's going to be focused. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if they win nine or ten games. Um, but, yeah, it's a tough schedule to, to get that done. Sounds like it's a pass probably for you on the win total. I might have a play on LSU at some at some level. I'm, I'm still kind yeah. of figuring out how I want to play them. But um, Look, if I, could, if I could find eight, maybe I would take over. Um, yeah. But I'm not taking the under. Um, I, th- I just think Coach O is too good to, to you know, to finish with under eight. Um, but I, I see them probably landing on eight. Just a couple of other nuggets, guys, on some of the other teams that we didn't do a, a full deep dive on. Arkansas, it, probably going to finish last in the West. By my power rankings, they are going to finish last. They have 19 returning starters, which is great. However, they have the nation's toughest schedule in the entire yeah. country. Arkansas is the hardest strength of schedule in the entire country. So just something to factor in there. And then Wags, old Miss. I think you and I both really like their quarterback, Matt Corral. He's down. To, I, I saw like 14 to 1. I've even seen like 12 to 1 as far as to win the Heisman Trophy. Look, you had a quarterback in the SEC who's going to put up numbers with a coach that just likes to keep scoring. 
That's sort of been the formula for the Heisman Trophy winner. Now, will they win enough games? Generally, if you're at six and six, seven and five, eight and four, you're not in the Heisman discussion. So if they can pull some upsets, you know, they they play LSU, they play Bama, uh, they play Auburn, they play A and M. If they can win a few of those games and maybe get into that nine and three, even maybe ten and two range. Certainly, he's going to have the numbers and the stats that will put him in that Heisman Trophy discussion, I think. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, I mean, look, this team is traditionally, I don't think they had any upsets last year, but traditionally a team that does pull an upset or two. Um, so, uh, you know, will they win at Alabama? Yeah, it's possible. Can they beat LSU at home? Absolutely. Can they beat A&M at home? Absolutely. Um, so, look, Ole Miss, like you said, returned 17 starters, eight on offense, I think, the three, um, you know, the two or three of those non-returning uh, starters are on, at wide receiver. They're going to have a really good offensive line. They're going to have obviously one of the best quarterbacks in the country. So they're going to put up a ton of points. There's no doubt about it. Getting back nine guys on defense obviously helps with experience. But you know, I don't have it in front of me. They gave up a ton of points last year. Oh yeah. Um, in almost every game, they gave up at least thirty points. I think, except for Vanderbilt, and Mississippi State, um, which are two obviously basement teams in the SEC. But everybody else put up, you know, thirty-three, thirty-five, forty-one, fifty. Bama put up sixty-three against them. LSU put up fifty-three against them. So that's a, a defense that they really need to get going um but it also you know puts a lot of stress on the defense when your offense continues to score and score and score so obviously they're going to play in some high uh high scoring games i i think that game at, at rocky top was going to be a high scoring game at tennessee um yeah i i don't know I, I think a lot of overs for this mississippi team yeah the guy that they lost uh on offense elijah moore the receiver he's apparently crushing it in jets camp right now so yep. I'm curious to see how Corral does without him. I, I think that's really going to be kind of one of the, the bigger storylines. You can see just how much he spread the field for everybody else based upon what he's done so far in Jets camp, which is apparently just torch these guys. Exactly. So, and that's going to be that's going to be the biggest uh, yep. holes to fill um, is that receiver. Generally speaking, everybody's like, oh, receiver, receiver. You know, these guys can get open athletes, et cetera. Uh, and, and likely so especially with a good offensive line and and you know who's going to give some time but you know what sec defenses are going to be getting up the field um and making corral run and and get out you know make them throw quickly so we'll see if these receivers can step up and make big plays absolutely guys that's the sec we're back with the big 10 next we're going to be previewing the big 10 Next, later this week, um, definitely retweet the pod. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell everybody about the pod. And subscribe, unsubscribe, do all that because it certainly helps the numbers. And if you get five to ten seconds, give us a five-star rating and maybe a nice comment. But certainly the five-star rating helps. We definitely, definitely appreciate that. Again, the website, The Real Mr. ACL, we are up on there. Football packages are up. College, NFL, futures. The futures package is both NFL and all, all of our college futures. So everything is all in one package there. Wags, anything else on the SEC before we close up shop here and turn to the Big Ten tomorrow? Nope, just as far as my rankings to, to you know, I put out my own top 25. I have Georgia 2, Alabama 5, as I mentioned. Um, again, you know, just – my thoughts on Bama, I think they lose two games. Uh, A&M at 8, LSU at 15. Um, let's see if, uh, if I have anybody else sneak in there. Um, not that I see, surprisingly. Um, but, yeah, no, I think uh, maybe you'll see Ole Miss uh, towards the middle or bottom of the top 25. 
Good stuff. Good stuff. Yep. Yeah. Cannot wait for SEC football. Um, it's it's just awesome. <laughs> There's yeah. no better way to it's put the it. It's the best. I, yeah, no, it's the best. I'm it. going I'm actually going to a game this year, so I'll be at the Kentucky Georgia game. Okay, nice. Uh, uh, so very excited about that. And uh, yeah, if you guys are out, Kentucky Georgia, hit me up. I'm hit them sure up. Slide on into those DMs. Hit them up. That's right. Let's go. Hit them up. All right, guys. For WAGs, I'm ACL. That is the SEC. As I mentioned, we're back with the Big Ten. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram if you have any questions at all, and the website, therealmistracetale.com. We will talk to you next time with the Big Ten.